when you watch birds every day you realize that you have been missing a lot of things in life because there are songs and melody that you can never delete in your mind Welcome to Matamo Podcast, where we explore with you and our guests travel topics that push the boundary in celebration of the human experience. I'm your co-host, Bob Spurl, here in Chicago, along with Greg Traverso in Stockton, California. And today, we are joined by John Wanyoike, uh, who is in Kenya. John, thanks thanks for joining us for the podcast today. Thank you, and Karibu. Habari yako, John. sana. John, this is fun to have you here. You've done a lot. You've, uh, we, you know, we, we know you're an avid birder. Am I saying that right? Bird watcher? No, more than bird watcher, right? Yeah. (laughs) And so we definitely want to get into that uh, as we've got a kind of a fun quiz for you toward the end. But before we get into that, just want to quickly go through your, your, your background and what you've done. You, um, you spent four years at the uh, Nairobi National Museum as an intern, right? Yes. Yeah. And you did that. And then you've also, You've you've uh, you've been a tour guide too. You've 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 taken folks uh, across. Uh, where, where have you been a tour guide, John? Let us let let our guests or let our uh, listeners know kind of where you've you've where you've led tours. I've done tours in Masai Mara, Nairobi National Park, uh, in Savo West, also in Mount Kenya, Abadeas, uh, Lake Nakuru, mm-hmm. um, Samburu. Yes. Uh, mostly national park and greg those are areas that that matama goes yeah some of those places i know there's some crossover um, absolutely yeah yeah we we go to those and um it's it's great to hear the pronunciation you know like they're meant to be pronounced it's that's a beautiful uh uh culture and, and uh, i love the accent and it's great to be connected with africa you know we talk about africa on this side but to to be with John now that is over there right now. And uh, John, it's, uh, you know, like nine in the morning here. What time is it there in, in Nairobi? Uh, it's 8.21 p.m. We are covering uh, half of the world's time zones, essentially, right? <laughs> you guys, we've got, uh, yeah, we're we've evening in, in Kenya, morning in California, and somewhere in between here in Chicago. Um so, John, what 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 deep down attracted you to the work that you're engaged in? What what led you to where you are now? Uh, I have passion for conservation, and also conservation of birds mm-hmm. have been my passion. I developed this when I was a young boy, grazing in one of the biggest forests we have in Kenya, uh, called Mao Complex. Uh, this is where I grew up as a young boy, having cattle in the forest. So it was amazing for me to interact with birds and, and nature without knowing that one day I'd become one of best uh, bird, uh, bird watchers guide and also a conservationist for birds and other wildlife. Hmm. So I grew up not knowing that one day I'd become a person who loves nature so much. Hmm. So John, uh, excuse me. I, you know, I once asked uh, you a question you know, kind of just about the insight to life or like how 
travel kind of, you know, you got involved with the idea of, you know, the journey and, and what led you to where you're at. And you told a story about uh, following your mother one time. Can, can you quickly uh, or just review that story with us? Because uh, I got a chuckle out of it. I thought that was, uh, that was a very, very nice insight. Yes, when I was a bit young, a boy like 10 years, I followed my mom to one of shopping centers in my village area. And she couldn't know that I was behind her with my because they were with my brother and I was left at home alone. So I followed them behind, uh, hiding in different places. When they go to this corner, I would follow them until when they <laughs> to the village. And that's when they saw me behind, trying to hide. And my mother called me. He gave me a one good slap because I was to be left at home, not to go to the town. So that's when I knew traveling to different places, you enjoy. Yeah. John, how has travel impacted your perception of the world? I know you've traveled outside of Kenya. You mentioned uh, in previous conversations with Greg and I, you've, you've gone to Dubai. Um, but yeah. two parts, sort of, how has it, is it impacted now, how you kind of see uh, see the world in your life as a guide? Okay, as a guide, when I'm traveling, uh, I like interacting to local people because they connect you to what you want. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I practiced with my friends. We used to go for camping. We always organize camping for with friends. So we visit to a local place where we do maybe hiking and birding. Every year we have trips for young guys, we do camping. So when we go there, we go there, in, in, our intention is to give back to local communities. So everything we do with maybe eating, we buy things from the local community to give them the support. They know that uh, tourism give back to the community. That's our aim. And let them know about conservation also. We do as outreach program with friends. So that has impacted me in traveling. So John, tell yeah. us uh, what is one of the most peculiar or unusual things you've, you, you've witnessed as a tour guide? So the most uh, peculiar thing I've experienced as a tour guide is uh, having clients that demand too much. <laughs> 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 the, uh, because if you're doing a budding with a client, yeah. He needs to get maybe the best photos. So and the birds are in the forest, so you don't have the control of the birds. So if you don't give them the best shot, you'll be in trouble. So, so <laughs> oh man, well I'm glad you brought up birds because we wanted to play a little game with you, John. We got a couple of very obscure birds. We tested you before, before on a few of them, and we're gonna we're gonna turn up the volume here. Uh, so Greg and I are we want to stump John. Just everybody knows John is an avid uh, avid bird watcher as part of his tour guides. John knows you know a thing or two about birds. He studied them. And so we want to try to stump the we want to stump the expert is what we're trying to do here. So I'm going to share my screen with John and we've got two birds that Greg tells me are pretty uh, pretty rare Greg no or these are sort of no, the uh, first one. The first one will be and the okay. second one he'll I'm sure he'll know well but okay. It's uh well let's see. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. You never know. And John, uh, no pressure, but what is this first one? Uh, Taita Palis. 
Ah, he got it. Right away. Wow. This is one of the, mo- the rarest birds in the world. Yeah. yeah I, have been, I have been in Taita to look for it uh, with friends for camping. We yeah. camped for three days. Did you see one in three days? Yes, we saw only one. <laughs> Not even a pair, a single one. So what makes this bird so rare? Or I mean, uh, what makes it, is it, is it hard to spot? Is it, there's very few of them? Is it extinct or, I mean, is it, is it uh, endangered or? Yes, it's an endangered species. Yeah. Uh, the habitat loss has caused it to be endangered. Mm. And that's why there are very few to see them because the habitat is very small. Mm. So when you want to see them, you have to go to one place in Kenya uh, called Taita Hills. And the place is, it has a very small habitat. Even their breeding is, uh, is very slow. So we need to do a lot of conservation efforts to save these species from extinction. Mm-hmm. While we're there, John, uh, we have one more bird, but the conservation efforts, you, you, you really, that's one of, that's near and dear to your heart, right? You mentioned that to us before that, that you do a lot of conservation, right? Yes. Yeah. Especially what, what, with uh, tree planting, right? And yes, tree planting to give them a good habitat for breeding. That that makes sense with the the connection between birding and and tree planting and conserv- conserving their habitat. Um, you actually, you, 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 John, you do some outreach right to universities and and, and classes, correct? Yes, because I also do research on birds. I love uh, also research, hmm. so I try to learn more about birds, and so. That's why I'm very keen on planting trees to save their these species. Hmm. Yeah. We well, have anybody that would ever want to go and uh, plant some trees with John and go out in the field and and look for birds and also, of course, wild animals. I mean, um, he's uh, he's a great guide. I can tell, and uh, we'd love to hook you up with uh, with John sometime. Thank John, you, we have one more. Okay, so this one. Yeah. Probably you're probably going to get it in a second. Which, which, which so this bird we're looking at? What is this? What, what bird is this? This is a rupel vulture, my species. <laughs> Your species? My... What, <laughs> what? 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 Uh, what makes you near? Oh, wait a minute. His shirt is. Uh, wow. Did you plan that, Greg? No. So John is wearing a shirt with this vulture on it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's total yes. coincidence. John, what makes it, what makes, so uh, can you say it again? What, what type of vulture is this? It's a Rupert vulture, a special bird. A okay. critically endangered uh, bird. So it needs a lot of conservation efforts also. Got I study these birds uh, every day. Is this bird really? like, yeah, that's cool. Is this bird like your spirit animal? Like what, what makes you connect with this bird, John? These birds are very special yeah. uh, with the uh, capacity to, uh, when it comes to their eyesight, they can see 10 times than human beings. So Whoa. they're very special. The way they locate carcasses in the wild is a bit special for them. If one spots the carcass, we'll see 20, 30 flowing inside, flowing in the same direction from where the one located the carcass, you wonder how do they know mm. this, there is a carcass, even a small carcass, they can be able to identify. So as I'm still learning every day to know how great these species are. 
Mm. Yeah. Cool. That's great. It's, well, you know, I, you mentioned this this vulture. You certainly got a T-shirt on right now that uh, has it on there. So obviously, this is a <laughs> you know a, a direct connect. Uh, uh, you mentioned uh, one time we were talking about uh, an animal that you have a special. Uh, uh, is your favorite animal or um, one that you that fascinates you the most? What which animal is that, John? Wolfers vulture. And other vultures included because they have the amazing work they do for cleaning for carcasses. Oh yeah. So we're back to we're back to yeah we're back to vultures. But how about how about as far as an animal, uh, uh, a mammal? A mammal, the elephant. And why is that? Because they, when I saw it in the first time, I, I used to see them in books. When I saw it in alive. I saw this looking like a building, <laughs> a house in my home area. So it was amazing <laughs> for me. Yes. Didn't you see like the first time, like 50 of them in, in Samburu, the National yes, Park up North Reserve? Yes, I saw them grazing 50, or more than even 50, two different groups with calves. So it was amazing. Hey, John, if I were to throw out some names and you, you were to give me one or two words, uh, for these animals that first come to mind. Uh, let's try that. Uh, what comes to mind when I say giraffe? Giraffe, the tourist animal in Kenya. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> how about that? We have yeah. different species of giraffes in Kenya. That if you go to north of Equator, you have a very beautiful reticulated giraffe with the pattern. They're so beautiful. The reticulated giraffe, yes. Come and see them. How about uh, the cheetah? The way they hunt hmm. uh, as a family. It's amazing because hmm. they are very fast in their hunting. How about the eland? Eland is one of the tallest antelope we have in Kenya that can jump very high. Something I've never seen, uh, but I've always uh, wanted to, but uh, very, very rare, extremely rare is the wild dog. Wild dog. Yeah. If you want to see them in Kenya, we have them in Samburu, in Laikipia, in Savo. There are, there are many places in Kenya you can come and visit. I can take you one of the parts. We won't miss them. I've never seen one. That would be wonderful. Have you ever seen yeah. the Great Migration? It's a great phenomenon, seeing thousands and thousands of wildebeest in Mara feeding with their young ones. And when they are crossing the river, they have to, uh, to arrange uh, maybe to have a, a one line crossing from one side so that they can avoid um, killing themselves when crossing. So they have to make, to find the best path when crossing. So we, they have in their mind that we need to find the safest route to move from one side of Mara to the other side of Mara and to Serengeti. It's an amazing phenomena when you see them moving from one side of the river to the other. John, I'd like to ask you uh, a question sometimes we like to ask our guests, which is, uh, what's a crazy but true fact about you? I'm a passionate birder. <laughs> <laughs> we got that yeah john about the birding too what 
What do you think leads people like you to be so into birds? I mean, is this something that since childhood or what, what do you think leads you to be such a passionate birder? When you watch birds every day, you realize that you have been missing a lot of things in life because there are songs and melody that you can never delete in your mind. Mm. You'll always, whenever you hear them call, you remember the song they sing. Like the way you love a music for a certain musician. So if you listen to that bird, you'll always, wherever you go, if that bird sings, you have the melody in your ears and you can be able to relate. Also, uh, they help you when if you are stressed, you're in a forest, you can listen to all kind of bird calls without interruption. And the serene is very silent. You can be able to have your moments without being disturbed by anybody. It's something that you can do alone or with friends. So you can start is uh, some people start when they are very young, when maybe they, are, they have parents who have been badass. But for me, I started when I was in college, where I met friends who love budding. I joined the budding club in college. That's when I learned that these things are amazing. You can learn them. You can enjoy them every day of your life as they can be able to treat you in the best therapy you will ever find. And they can make you travel from one continent to the other because you, we have 10,000 species in the world. If you want to see them, you have to become a traveler. You have to enjoy traveling to communities where you can find these in small habitats, in large Amazon forests, you have to travel. That's why I love birds because I love traveling. They make me travel and enjoy something when I'm in my destination. As a final question, John, before we let you go, thank you again for your time. Um, what what piece of, of wisdom or a piece of advice would you impart on our audience if you, if you could kind of give them one, one piece of, of, of wisdom? For me, I would tell them that they should enjoy traveling because it's one of humility thing and faith you can find in different places you go. If you find people in different with different culture, you'll be able to learn more and have become creative in your own way. When you go home, you'll be able to know that different people have different cultures, but different creativity on what they do. So every day is a learning day in traveling. People should enjoy traveling as their the first priority in life because it's something that impacting their life, daily life when they are at home. I love that. I would love to end on that, John. That's, 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 you know, here's to, to a great 2021 for, for, uh, for Kenya and, and East Africa and the, and the, the tourism industry there. And, you know, anybody listening who's interested in learning about potential future trips, feel free to go to matamo.travel. Uh, you can also email us at hello at matamo.travel. And uh, we would ha- be happy to, to put something together for you. So, John, thank you again for your time. We would love to have you back. You know, hopefully next time you're back, things are, uh, you know, alive and well in terms of tourism. And, and people are, are embracing those trips, like you mentioned, and, and, and getting that wisdom that you said comes with travel where they can take home with them, too. So, John, thank you again. And uh, we, look, we look forward to talking in the future. Go on, Dick. Take care. Fly like you.